0: Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And this is Stay, Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts, John and Wright and Cody. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Stay on Target uh game and movie i guess i guess it would be the best of 2022 discussion this is the stay on target 2022 awards and right here in my hand i have all of the the contested uh properties that chris and i have gone over and uh you know we we pre-approved them and uh and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna you know uh, oh oh no oops i just i oh i just shredded the envelope um and so we're 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 just gonna go with it we're just gonna we're just gonna make it up i'm gonna i think i can remember them we're gonna go 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 with the flow here cody and uh and and award our 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 best of 2022 awards i mean chris isn't here so (laughs) i mean you know they had the, what was it? The Game Awards last, uh, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the, you know, these are the definitive awards, though. These are the ones that really matter. Like, the Oscars don't matter, you know? These are the ones that really make a dent. But first, Cody, uh, you haven't been on the podcast for a while. What have you been up to lately? What, what have you been, uh, been 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 rocking on, entertainment-wise? Basically the
1: same stuff as last time. Pretty much playing Overwatch every night. Every
0: other night, I'm um, I'm I am also down the uh the Overwatch 2. I haven't, I haven't obviously I haven't played as much as you, so I'm not like the the pro pro league Overwatch 2 player that you are. Um, you actually
1: do much better than me every time we play.
0: <laughs> um, I started so. I, like so initially whenever I started playing Overwatch 2, can I can I just tell you I would do like the support class, like the the healer and stuff like that? I, I was I was that role, but then. I, the, the, you know, the second time we all played together, I realized I am absolutely terrible at that role. Oh. <laughs> uh. And so I stopped playing as that role and then we started, started winning. <laughs> Because you get so many kills, your kill death ratio is always great. The uh but yeah, so like I basically like I don't know how people play, like we'll we'll be playing and then like you know, uh the healer will just like heal me and I was like, I don't know, I don't know where you came from, I don't know how you got here, but like I'm just happy that we're being healed right now. <laughs> cause I but cause like anytime I would play as the healer, it'd be like somebody would ask for healing and I'd be like, I have no idea how to provide that. <laughs> You're like standing there with like bandages in your hands. You're like, I don't, I don't get it. Do I, do I take the adhesive? Do I like, oh, you know, take the thing up, backing off of the adhesive strip or like? You're just shooting at them. I hope this works. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I'm not a doctor. Um, but yeah, so Overwatch 2, I, I've, I've definitely been enjoying myself uh, playing with, playing with everybody. So yeah, I
1: started, uh, I started playing Eastward, Ooh. which is an interesting game the the pixel graphics are pretty awesome and that's what drew me in and it's kind of like i guess Zelda style like top down like old the old super nintendo and nes zeldas so
0: that's awesome i yeah. actually i have that game and i i have gotten as far as like loading it up on my switch but then like within 2 seconds of starting it um i had to like put it down and i just haven't ever gone back to it which is uh, which is a bummer <laughs> that was <laughs> That was all it took. Well, like I like no, uh, I sat down. I was like, ah, oh, sweet. I'm gonna like sit down and play this game for a little while, get started on it, and then like something happened where I had to like r- like very quickly like put it down and like you know, and I just never was able to go back to it. And so like I I I just basically have to start over at this point. The music is awesome. I have uh, I have heard that the music is fantastic. The uh, there's also like, isn't there like a game inside of that game? Yeah, there's like a
1: whole like eight bit style game. So there's like a meta game that like one of the characters you control is a little kid and they're obsessed with this game that's like at the local store and it's an arcade, but it's like a, an old school turn-based RPG. Cool. Which is just a whole thing. I haven't tried to play that game. I'm like, I'm already struggling with the normal game. I don't need to play And in the, like the, the RPG, the, like the meta game you can play as like, you have like a knight, which is like your main dude. Just your basic knight. And then there's a merchant and you can, like, (laughs) you buy stuff from the merchant who's in your party. And then he can put people in debt as, like, his attack. (laughs) Oh, no. And then there's a monkey that you can give commands to, but it doesn't listen because it's a monkey.
0: Dude, that's awesome. I love it. It's just so weird. I, I really like it, though. I really like games that have games inside of them. Like, I, like Celeste did that where like... So Celeste was originally like the, the kind of concept for, for the way that that game feels was like a, a, a Pico 8 uh, game. Which the Pico 8 is like... Man, it's, it's like getting into the weeds. But it's basically a set of, of restrictions, like graphical restrictions for a fake video game console. Um, so like basically you you have to like, it's an emulator of a fake video game console of like a console that doesn't exist. And so people who program games inside of Pico eight or whatever, like they have to fit within a certain amount of Ram and with like all these things like, and so, but Celeste started as like a Pico eight game and they put that game inside of the finished game of Celeste. Um, so you can play Celeste in Celeste. Yeah. So you can play like with the, the, basically the, the, extreme like game the, like, the 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 base game concept of like uh of a, you know madeline climbing a mountain and having like a dash and uh and platforming and grabbing onto things uh all of that like those kind of core concepts like whatever the the original like, game jam version of of celeste was uh, you can play that in, and you have to find it inside of like a closet in the Celestial Resort Hotel inside of Celeste. And so you find it oh. on, a, on like a game console and then you can just access it after you find it. Like you can just access it from the main menu at any time, which is cool.
1: So I'm a programmer and that just makes me feel like I am a terrible programmer. <laughs> I would never do that for fun. <laughs> Build-
0: <laughs> I, I find that, that like it's caught on to be weird. Yeah. Like the fact that like somebody was like, Oh, I'm going to make a fake game console, like emulator. And like a lot of developers like have, have made things for that. So (laughs) it's, it's, it absolutely
1: blows my mind that people, I guess it doesn't blow my mind that they enjoy it, but that there's so many, I guess, and that it's such a popular thing. And then like ROM hacks, have you ever seen those? Uh, like what? What do you mean
0: with like a ROM hack? Like what, what's like? Like
1: wh- like people are still making ROM hacks of like Super Mario World, where they just like remix the game, yep. change it up, like or like I think there's like a randomized Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past you can get. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's the thing. Like I guess like I and that's why I love games where you, like the cre- like community created levels or like Mario Maker or whatever. Like those are super cool. I also never make levels. <laughs> I, yeah. I did like back in the day with like roller coaster designer or roller coaster like tycoon or like whatever it was, like where you could build your own roller coasters. Like I remember on Dreamcast like building my own roller coasters and riding them and stuff. But that was mainly just to like do things that were just humanly impossible. Where it's like if you ride yeah. this, this would be like health hazard. <laughs> um It's like
1: I feel like the level design in the games is like self-checkout Yeah, it's like just do your own game do you do it yourself and
0: i guess like you know obviously no it's awesome there are some really good like levels of like mario maker and stuff like that but just like the gamification of creating those like i personally just want to play levels like i just want to play like platformer levels i don't i've i personally have not been like i want to design a level Because, like, I realize and recognize whenever I play through something like Celeste versus, like, you know, a, one of the levels off of Mario Maker that, you know, I have made. <laughs> I recognize how hard it is to design video games. So, you know, it's just... Yeah, uh, there's a real
1: ingenuity to, like, developing, like, a fun level that is also challenging enough. Yeah. And not, like, like too uh, much, you know? There's this YouTube video... um Ego Raptor, I think, is the one who did it, and he goes through uh, Mega Man X, like the first level of Mega Man X. Nice. And he talks about like how it teaches you like all the game's mechanics in a fun way, and it's and I think he kind of draws a parallel with like the first level of Super Mario Brothers on the NES, where like the environment
0: forces you to learn the mechanics of the game. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like, you, oh yeah, you like. The first the first jump that you have to make it over doesn't have like a hole like it's just it's like oh if you fail that jump no worries you didn't fall in the hole but the second one same gap but it does have a hole (laughs) you know yeah like steps you up
1: gradually I don't know if you can remember that first level but like there's the the blocks and then a goomba that's walking towards you yep and you try to you like die when the goomba hits you yeah you jump you can't jump jump because
0: the blocks are there yeah 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 and
1: then you hit the blocks and the blocks bust and you're like. Oh, that can happen. So it's super clever how they, they kind of teach you the game.
0: Yeah. I think like things like uh, Astrobot um, or Astro's Playroom, like on PS5, like does that like so well. It just like trains, trains you and like introduces concepts. Like it forces you at one point to double jump over some enemies, right? Like they're, they're coming at you and they don't have like they're not threatening enemies. Like some enemies in there don't even like hurt you really, they, they, they just like push you. Um and, yeah. and the next ones have like spikes or whatever but like it forces you to jump over some of the ones that that don't have the spikes or anything and in doing so your double jump has like laser boots at the bottom of Astrobot and so it like oh. it like destroys them and so you learn like hey I can just jump over enemies and like and and hurt them you know and like and it'll it'll solve some of the problems so it's it's just a really like that one is a really good one like um well, cool. Uh, so you've you know where are you playing Eastward? Is that on Switch or 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 is that on Steam? Cool. Steam Deck. Cool. How's the Steam Deck going? It's pretty sweet. I really enjoy the uh, the
1: console. I should play more, but like when I do play, I'm playing on the Steam Deck. I'll just bring
0: it with me places, and if I have downtime, play it. Nice. Nice. That all being said, um, I think that we should just like so this week I. Maybe I won't bring this up in the thing. I have been playing, uh, Sonic frontiers. Uh, Oh, I got that one. And, uh, and it is really good so far. I've been enjoying it. It's the best Sonic game in a long, 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 long time, which is awesome. Um, it does have like breath of the wild vibes. It's really funny. I'm playing like two games that to me were clearly inspired by breath of the wild, which is like Elden ring and, uh, Sonic frontiers. um, In just this, like, you can go do anything kind of, uh, you know, uh, 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 an approach to the worlds and things. And, like, Sonic Frontiers is clearly kind of going for, like, a lot of those vibes where, like, even, like, some of the the audio cues sound very similar to, like, the audio cues in Breath of the Wild. Like, sparse piano. Like... (laughs) Not even like that. Like the music is definitely different, but like it's more like the sound effects. Like where like whenever you unlock a new area, it'll have like a, bing 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 bing. Like it'll sound very similar to the way like what what was the tablet that Link has in Breath of the Wild? Oh yeah, it sounds like super similar to that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Or even like you're finding these little like creatures, uh, and like they're like the they're like the uh, the Korok seeds or whatever. Like you're finding these little like these little things throughout the uh, throughout the world, which is really cool because like. There's times where like I'll be walking along and I'll see like a, a ramp or like a bumper. I'll see some rings up up on like the side of a mountain. I'll be like, "How do I get up there?" And so yeah, I just run around and I'm like, "Oh wait, behind this bush, there's like a single like uh you know platform or like bumper that's gonna shoot me up into oh, the sky." Okay. And like you find these kind of roundabout ways to explore the uh, explore the world, which I actually very much enjoy. Um, do they have NPCs? So, so far, no for me. Like, I mean, you're talking to somebody. Like, there's definitely a story where basically, like, you know, Sonic and, and his pals, like, are minding their own business. And then they all get sent into, like, the, a cyberspace. Like, they're all put into, a uh, like, a, a digital prison.
1: <laughs> they're all in the oh, metaverse. Like Bill's PC from Pokemon. Yeah, they get sucked
0: into the metaverse. <laughs> Zuckerberg got them. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Sonic is the only one that is fast enough to make it out, and uh, and so as Sonic, you're kind of like just exploring it. I'm assuming what's going to happen is he's going to rescue his friends because it would be real dark if it, if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be an interesting turn. <laughs> I feel... Sonic has been known to get a little edgy, but this one, like you're talking to like a, a essentially like a a. F- a single entity where they're like, Oh man, you're strong enough to, to get out of cyberspace. Like, you know, do these things X, Y, Z. And Sonic's like, well, I guess I'll just like, listen to this, listen to this random stranger to, to try to get my friends back. And uh and so you know, that's about that about as far as I am on the story at this point. But uh but it's So it's like his navy, like the fairy from w- Right, but it doesn't like follow him around. It's more like oh, okay. you encounter a new thing, like something that's brand new, and they go, Hey, by the way, <laughs> you should go inside of this door that you know it'll help gotcha. you power up. <laughs> so and that's the other thing. Like I, I, I really enjoy like traversing the open world because like you you level up your speed like your speed boosts like sonic he runs yeah and then you have like if you pull a trigger it's like it's like a super speed boost okay and and so like you you can power up how fast your like super speed boost is and you power up like how long you can super speed boost for and stuff and i find all of that just pretty darn cool so um i'm very much enjoying it so uh so you know that's that's what i've been up to this week So Cody, yeah, it is now time for the best of 2022. All right, (laughs) all right. So uh, the panel has all voted on all of these things. Like these are these are total totally legit. Awards that we're giving out. (laughs) And the very first one is the game with the most human arms in very creepy places. And the award goes to Elden Ring. Awesome.
1: (laughs) So you've played Elden Ring. (laughs) I've got like 12 hours on Xbox and then you started playing it. I got frustrated because it was too hard. I'm not a lead enough gamer to play it. You started playing it and texted me about it, and I'm like, oh man. So I went and bought it on Steam. Yes. So I've got like I've got like 90 bucks into this game that I've
0: barely played. <laughs> <laughs> you should start playing it because I'm like I'm now like about the same amount in that you were on Xbox. And I'm like, I haven't even fought the first boss yet. <laughs> like the first, like the, the first Tree Sentinel? Yeah. Well, no, I, f- I fought the Tree Sentinel. Like I, I haven't fought like the fur like the 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 big boss yet. I don't even know. Like the people keep talking about this person who like rules this region that I'm in, <laughs> of Limgrave oh. or whatever. What is his name? Godric. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think I feel like he's the top boss. I, I don't know. Uh, I it have starts a, with an M.
1: It's like Mark yeah margie margie okay margie or margie margie
0: i don't know um i fought that guy a couple times and he just beat the snot out of me so bad i have not (laughs) attempted that one but i am i'm doing very well on the other bosses i've i've i'm taking this this area like i'm basically avoiding that one until i've like at least like very briefly explored all of the other areas that are like around did you kill a dragon yet I definitely took the dragon down last night. Was it hard? I, it, it was
1: two tries. Okay, because it was, like, super easy, and I was really <laughs> surprised by that. <laughs> I felt like my game glitched because the dragon just kind of, like, laid down and let me beat on it. Dude. And then it would fly away, and then it would come back and lay down and let me beat on it more, and I'm like, this is this is messed that up. That does feel seem very
0: strange. Um, But the... Uh, so, like, that one... It, that like there is there's like an invisible like bar that fills up on every character. It's like a stun bar, and it, oh yeah, and, like so. But if so, if you like wail on something for like a while, and you can build up that like stun, it will like you can you can get things like really you know quickly. Um, the stance, is, yes. You break their stance. That's right. You break their stance, yeah. and so like that was happening on a couple like bosses that made it, a couple bosses like really easy for what the build that I'm running, um, which is the samurai build, and uh, and so yeah, I, I've barely dipped into magic. I only just now got the capability of like casting some spells. I got my intelligence up to the point where I can cast some spells. So, so once I got my like idiot knight looking guy
1: <laughs> smart enough to cast a spell, and I found like I had to Google how do I do spells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which feels really dumb. <laughs> So I guess he's not the only idiot in the Dude, game. The
0: game doesn't once tell I got you a spell.
1: Anything. <laughs> yeah, once I got a spell, like, I could whoop up on stuff. Like, it felt like cheating. It's like, oh, I don't have to get near it and fight it. I could just do this.
0: Yeah. Like, and, and then drink more blue mana. And That's the thing that, like, like I, Tears. I genuinely, like, don't know about yet. Because, like, I've been doing just, like, the standard samurai thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to, like, you know, it's it's basically a a... Has a very heavy attacks... And you just like roll a lot. (laughs) Nice. And so you like two hand, you know, sword this thing and, uh, and then, and then just roll away. And then you two hand sword the thing and you run a roll away. And that was the, like, that's the strategy. Um, the coolest thing that I've fought so far only appears at night apparently. Um, and it was like, it was just like this death bird. And it's just, like, a skeletal, like, bird thing that appears at night, only at night in a specific area. And, like, I stumbled upon it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And it wrecked me the first, like, three or four times. <laughs> How much stuff is in the game? Like,
1: every time I hear about it, I hear something completely different, weird, and new about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's the thing that I I realized, and I have been like occasionally like looking up guides to things because like I'll run into like a character, or it feels like there should be like a, a character like doing something in a spot, um, or feels like hey I should be able to see this character again, and I'll like look up and see like okay how can I like like continue that quest like if I like them yeah, and like there's so many things that are just like completely optional i just can't imagine being like a dev or like because like it's all voiced it's all voice acted and it's all like yeah it's all super in-depth kind of like lore wise and story wise and i just can't imagine like crafting this really cool story and then hiding it so like well that only a certain small percentage of players will encounter your like epic story
1: <laughs> it's like they're gatekeeping it on purpose yeah to make us more interested. They're playing hard to get. Yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah. Like, they, you know, and it's like, this is the only like medium that does that. And so like, it's, it's really cool that it does that. Cause it's a uniquely like video gamey type of a thing. Cause like, you don't have like, oh, if you pause the album on the third track at one minutes and 50 seconds, you can access a second album. <laughs> yeah. Like the first time, have you gone underground yet? Uh, like into like, into like the, the, the cave dungeons or like, is there like an underground, underground? There's an underground, underground. Oh my gosh. See, that blows my mind. I don't want to ruin it for you, but. (laughs) That blows my (laughs) mind a little bit because like, I, I've been, I've been like above ground and I've been like going into the dungeons and doing the dungeons and things, which even some of them like have like pretty cool, like mini stories to them. Um. Oh yeah. And like. I don't know, man. It's it's a huge game. I don't know how far I'm going to get, but it definitely is the game where I have seen the most human arms on like creatures that shouldn't have human arms.
1: <laughs> See, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, man. <laughs> so, what, where are these arms? I haven't seen these arms. They're, they're basic, Maybe the first thing you fight?
0: No, that no kills no, no. you. So the first thing maybe, but like over there's a there's an area that's like east of the starting area. Where there are these these like insect things with like 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 centipede looking things. but oh, rather no. than regular arms, they have human arms. like rather than insect arms, they just have human arms. That's horrific. Everything in the
1: game is scary and horrific and body horror. <laughs> it's and terrible. depressing. And like it got to the point where, like, Every time I'd see a new thing, I'm just automatically fighting it. Yeah, yeah. Because everything wants to kill... There's, like, only, like, merchants don't want to kill you.
0: Yeah, I think... So, like, you, if you see a human-shaped thing, you kind of approach it, like, carefully. Right, right. And, like, they do a good job of, like, telegraphing when something doesn't want to kill you. Like where it like it'll like somebody'll talk to you from off like if anything talks to you from a ways away it genuinely probably is is like at least not immediately a threat <laughs> have you run into the invisible voice no
1: there's a part i think it's in lindgrave and
0: there's some bushes oh you know kind of like where there's the oh. output post yes I did. I did run into this. And I, I, uh, what did you do whenever you ran into it?
1: I just looked around for forever and I couldn't find it. I had to ask the guy at my coffee shop. I'm like, because <laughs> he's played through like Elden Ring like two or three times yeah. already somehow. And he knew what to do. I forgot. You I roll forgot what into the bush.
0: There's a bush that's talking to you, basically. And you okay. roll into it because there's a character, like one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the, char- like, creatures has been turned into a bush by someone. Um, oh. And like whenever you attack them or roll into them, obviously you don't want to like attack them enough to like you know take them out or anything. But like you roll into them and like the uh, the spell goes away and they turn into a thing. And they, they actually you can like they show up in another dungeon that you go into. Um, oh. So yeah, because you can like they start a kind of a side quest thing where like they're like oh you know I I like left my like I was kicked out of the uh, my brood or whatever like you know they're. The, the creatures like call themselves families and so like he's kicked out but like like the uh they have an item that they left behind and you uh you can go and get that item for them and then they help nice you help you in like a dungeon uh if you want them to so i'm just gonna roll into every bush i see now <laughs> if it's talking for sure um yeah the weirdest one was i ran into a giant pot with arms and legs and, oh, I've heard of this. And they were like, they were like, no, I'm stuck in the ground, hit like really like give me like some big like good hits from behind, and I'll like I'll I'll pop out of the hole. And it took a while. I thought for sure that I was gonna like you know <laughs> destroy this pot, but uh but no, it worked. And and now they're now they're my buddy. <laughs> I've heard there's
1: some part of the game where if you slash at a wall like 20 times.
0: Mm hmm
1: it, like, opens a door or something, or, like, you can go through it. Yeah. like There's so, It feels like... This game feels like back before everybody had the internet and people are telling you, like, oh, you can get Mewtwo if you, like,
0: roll under this truck in Pokemon or something. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, like, Missy No is in there. <laughs> yeah. like um, Yes, it does feel like that. You're right. It really does. And honestly, like, as I'm playing it, like... I'm just kinda like going going, and doing and having the thing. I know that I'm missing things and that's part of like, I have to turn off the part of my brain that's like a completionist. Cause it's like, I'm completely gonna miss like so many things and I'm but I'm just going to play it like just going to play it like how I played Breath of the Wild where it's like okay I'm just going to do the things and have a blast and whatever experience I come away with is the one that I have whether that takes me to the end of the game or not we'll see I am still not in back in the creepy area that I will absolutely not spend more time there than I ever want to so <laughs> anyway so that is the winner of the the game with the most human arms and creepy places on to the next award Um, the most confused I've been in a game this year award goes to Tunic. (laughs) Oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Oh man. Tunic is a game that like, I, I really love, I finished it. Um, and I really love it. It's great. But like there are numerous times in it where I was like sitting there and like because you get you pick up pages to uh, the the NES style manual and those pages have the secrets for how you like complete puzzles, which is similar yeah. to how like manuals were back in the day. Like if you didn't have the manual for some games back in the day, like you just couldn't complete them, because um, it'd be like oh go look in the manual for your the code to get past this, when, and it's like well if you rented the game and there's no manual in there like. You're, you're not passing that thing because there's no internet back in the day, um, but if like it genuinely like had those moments of like I'm like ch- ch- kind of translating you know the, this like f- foreign language and like trying to figure this stuff out and it was a blast, but it also. Uh, definitely had me like super confused at times where like, I would be like, did I miss, did I miss a page somewhere that like, am I missing the one page that has the information that I need to progress? And inevitably it'd be like, no, you're just not thinking about it correctly. Um, But yeah, so that game was a, is a a blast of a puzzle game to play. I've heard it's supposed to be like how it felt to import a game Mm. in the 90s. Dude, that's a good shout because it does have, like, there are, like, words that are in in English and then there are words that are in the made-up language that the dev- devs, like, made up. And, like, the majority of the, the manual is in that other, like, fake language that they made up for the game. But you can translate that. Like, you can translate those. And so, like, having the one word that you know pop out at you would be, like, partially knowing... Uh, the foreign language for the like the imported game that's super fascinating that's a really good shout
1: yeah i mean i heard that on other podcasts i played it like one or two hours and i felt like it was super hard i felt like it was harder (laughs) than Elden ring like it looks especially because it looks so cute yeah it looks like it looks like an even cuter link to the past right right but like the more like orthogonal like
0: viewpoint and the, uh, yeah th- I just got the hell beat out of me the difficult like, <laughs> the difficulty is really like hard at the beginning and it, it kind of continues to be that way on boss fights like the, the normal enemies that go around like they will get easier over time but like it really is basically just like hard you know <laughs> on the the normal bo- enemies were just messing me up right like, like and that's like that's true from the beginning but then like you get to the point where like they don't mess you up anymore but then like every time you enter like a a boss arena, it's like, Oh man, you better like get, get your, uh, you know, get your gear together because like, here we go. And no room for error. So like I finished it. That final boss was so hard. And like, I, I attempted it and I was like, okay, there's two endings. There's an ending that you get whenever you like collect everything and beat it. Or there's the ending where it's like, you don't collect everything and then you beat it. And it's not like a good or bad. ending. I think they're just like different. Um, but it's like, I, I basically decided, okay, no, I'm not going to beat the final boss right now because I haven't gotten everything and I only want to have to do this once. <laughs> yeah. So then I seems... went and got everything and then completed it. And it was like, okay, cool. That's That's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's that award. It's the most confused that I've been in a game this year. Um, let me see. So we got some more standard things kind of running through, uh, through here, but so I'm going to hit one of the most standard ones. Now we have the best, the best performances in a game goes to God of War Ragnarok. (laughs) The performances in that thing are like fantastic. Um, it's interesting to me that game, like from a delivery standpoint, like the characters are talking all the time. Like, okay. Giving you like little tidbits of information all the time. Like, you know, if you're exploring some area, they like, I, I would, I tried at one point to get them to run out of dialogue. I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, <laughs> just cruise through this area and get them to run out. And they didn't like, it, it just didn't. And I at some point I was just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna move on, go to the next like thing. And it was all like super interesting stuff. And it feels like. Like, the performances, the thing I mean about the performances, like, they feel like real people, like, talking to, like, the characters feel so legit real that, like, you're just out on an adventure hanging out with people, like, that that are talking to you about their interests and the things that, like, the, their past and, like, their experiences, you know, that sort of thing. So, it's 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 a fantastic game. If anybody hasn't played God of War Ragnarok, you know, play God of War 2017 first um, it's way shorter than God of War Ragnarok. God of War Ragnarok is like two, maybe 2.5 times as long as God of War uh, 2018 or whatever it is. So, so um, you know, just that's the expectation is like part of the reason why I've spent so much time on it is because the performances and the the kind of backstory stuff that you learn is so good that it doesn't necessarily feel like you're playing um, a traditional video game. Like you're sitting down to to hear people talk to each other and to uh, to learn it's like oh yeah here let me let me learn the history of this like fake area from verbal conversations with people like listen to the let's listen to the the uh the you know podcast from <laughs> from Mamir and Odin you know or whatever <laughs> just
1: I got I got to finish the first like the 2018 God of War it's, I just got that on Steam Deck ooh does it play well on Steam Deck it does play surprisingly well. A lot of that stuff plays pretty well. Like, I think I can play it at, like, medium or high. Nice. Because the resolution is low on the Steam Deck because the screen is small. That makes so, sense. So, like, you don't need as much power to kick out, like, the same game. Yeah. So like, it feels like a portable games. PS4.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Basically. And I played it on PS4, and, uh, and it was a gorgeous game back then. And uh, then they, they did, like, the upgrade for version for, for God of War and stuff. So, like, I'm sure it's, it's, it's real good. And honestly, even if it, you are playing it on, like, a PS4 graphics, like, it's, that's fine. <laughs> it was a gorgeous game then, too. I'll also, like, stream it from my PC to the Steam Deck. Dude, that's, that's genius. So, like, it'll, it'll use the processing power of the uh, PC. What's the latency like on that? It's not really noticeable. That's like, awesome. on local area network, yeah,
1: I, I haven't. I don't think it's that bad. Dude, that awesome. also gives me like six hours of battery versus
0: like two. I gotcha. Gotcha. Dude. So that was the best performances in a game. Again, that's a more of a standard, a standard one. Um, you know, that, that one, that one is, uh, is, is your, your kind of general normal best of 2022 uh, categories. Um, I think
1: I might have one. Oh, go for it. I think most YouTube comedians in a game, what game is this? <laughs> High on Life.
0: Oh, nice!
1: That one just came out on Game Pass, and I'd be playing through it, and I'm like, "Is that Joel Haver? Is that
0: Zach from Oni Plays? How? What? How is <laughs> that game? Friends? If you've been playing that game, talk talk to me about that game a little bit, because like I I it that's a game that I immediately was just like, ah, that's not on my radar really, um, because like I played through like the first boss. I like
1: like the gameplay so far isn't anything amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's like a Rick and Morty-esque video game. The graphics are sweet. I was playing it on uh, Xbox Series S. I plugged in like the mouse and keyboard because it just was easier to play a first-person shooter that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just funny. Like I like funny games. Like those are the few ones that I will actually play through. Like uh, Stick of Truth, I definitely played through that game. Like love it. So, because you get like all these little tidbits that are just that kind of keep you going of
0: like hearing a new voice. Well, and like I mean, so that game like because your gun like in in the game like your gun talks to you, and so like it's you can constantly kind of have like jokes that are situational, which I find like it would it would get me. The interesting thing there is it would get me to change my weapon, you know, because it's like I want to hear what the jokes of this other weapon are, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I just got the knife, which is also like a grappling hook and they made the knife like a psychopath, like a sociopathic killer. So it's always trying to get you to stab people. Like <laughs> Gosh. Like your mentor is like a bounty hunter and he sends you to go get his knife and the knife's like I can't wait to see him again. Like we're going to stab him. Like <laughs> oh, no. Like, <laughs>
0: like it's just freaking out. Oh, my. It starts yelling when it sees him. <laughs> like <laughs> oh uh, so like i mean that's the thing is like i have never been the biggest fan of like rick and morty like that sort of thing is that it like and so that's what i immediately was just like i don't know i don't know if i like if there's so many other things to do like should should i give it a chance should i give it a shot i mean it's on game pass so it's like
1: yeah it's on game pass so i don't see any issue with it like the so far the story is like a little more interesting than i thought it would be given that uh, the preconceived notions i had like right on like aliens land on your planet you're just like a suburban kid (laughs) your parents are out for the weekend or something they're they're on a trip and you're like addicted to video games and your sister's trying to get you to go outside for some reason and then you see the aliens land and they're turning the people into drugs and just taking over your planet
0: that sounds sounds pretty Rick and Morty esque, you
1: know? It does yeah, it sounds Rick and Morty esque. It is Rick and Morty esque. I mean, th- yeah, there's no two ways about it. It's I like mean, if Rick and Morty was a video game without Rick. Right. Or Morty. Or Morty. <laughs> so your your gun is basically like it's like your navi. Like it's the it's your guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your Mamir. It's your I, I dig it. I dig it.
0: That's great. Yeah. So like, you know, I uh, I'll give it a chance cuz it's on it's on Game Pass. So, why not? Why not? Yeah. The next the next category is the game with the most pizza of the year. Oh. That's tough. Can you guess Can you guess? Can you guess before I open the envelope and, and reveal? I think I know what it is. Yes. I'll let you reveal it. TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Oh man. <laughs> What did you think it was? I thought it was Overwatch 2. <laughs> Does that have pizza in it? I haven't seen any pizza.
1: <laughs> There's this one, like, super delicious, like, pizza slice that you could get in the ooh, Battle Pass.
0: Ooh, okay, okay,
1: okay. And some people from our friend group got it, and they like to lord it over me. Because <laughs> I refuse to pay for the Battle Pass.
0: Um, I haven't paid for the Battle Pass either. I feel like, like that game, like... I only play that with other people, and so it's like it's like doing the game. You know, it's like well, the battle pass is like I'm basically tying my performance on this battle pass to to my ability to team up with other people. So, so I'm not gonna do it. Okay. No, Shredder's Revenge was my guess. Shredder's Revenge is great. It's it's a great game, and it has a lot of pizza.
1: That's another one I gotta go back to. I only played it like one night, and like I loved it. Like all the little like bonuses I just saw, and like. The one or two levels I played. It's a jam. It's a jam. Like it, so much like background stuff. It's like the idealized version of like the nineties arcade and super Nintendo games. Cause they can do
0: everything now. Yep. yep. They're not limited. And it's like, it's, it's also like surprisingly short. I thought for sure it'd be longer. Like it feels very like doable. Like it's doable in like one or two nights. Like it's, it really is like a, a very like completable game, which is very fun. Um, I I appreciated that it didn't like overstay. Um, I could have la- like I could have done it. I could have played it one more night, basically. Where I was like, okay, I I wish that I it lasted maybe a little bit longer. But uh, but it is a blast, and the music is jamming. Um, if anybody like likes TMNT at all, go listen to that soundtrack because that soundtrack is just 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 banger after banger. So I was thinking about that when I was playing it. I'm like, what
1: was like. In the '90s, we had like all this. We had this weird, like, genre of music that was probably based on like guitar rock, and then like jazz fusion. Yeah, it's like it's
0: like a funk and kind fusion. of like funk. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was like like Prince was basically the model for all like.
0: Yeah, and that's <laughs> how you got video into game music. what was it Sonic Three. Uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson did like the the music for it, you know? And that's that's one of the reasons why Sonic Three has not had the same music since that initial release, because the rights of that are like a nightmare. Yeah, we had like this
1: this level of virtuosity and shredding and funkiness in music and mid 90s super cool super video cool. games and
0: that's what, like I, I, I dig I dig like whenever video games like bring bring that in you know these days or whatever um, I also dig like the music in like out of war is like really good too but it's like more like hey what if movie but video game you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is also like has its, has its pluses but it's yeah, it's, it's uh it, I, I love whenever like a, a soundtrack will just like go hard at like a a video gamey sound. So, um, so yeah, that's the uh, that's that's the game with the most pizza. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Um, let me see. Let me let me look through look through my list. Decide on which one to go with. I'll go with a standard one now. Um, it's like sort of halfway standard, but it's the best game that would have won my best overall game this year if it had come out in twenty twenty two. Seriously. <laughs> And that game is Chicory. Um, What? Yeah, the game is called Chicory, A Colorful Tale and it's on PS5 and Switch at this point. Uh, Came out in 2021 and I picked it up at Christmas time of 2021 and then didn't like finish it until this year. And that game is a blast. It is like a, it is a, painting game like it's it's all about like art and painting like it's a black and white world hands drawn kind of thing and you fill in the colors like your character is on a a quest uh to to you know wield the brush and paint things and so you basically spend your game like hey i'm gonna paint this area with this thing you you bring in different brush patterns and dude the story is like deep and meaningful for anyone who is artistically inclined. Like it's, and it's a really good multiplayer game because like, if you both have a controller, like, you both have a brush uh, and you can both color like the things. And, you know, one person walks around and like drives like where, what screen you're on. And you kind of go from there. It's, it's super cool. It's uh it's really well written. The music is, is fantastic from, from Lena rain. So it's a fantastic game. Everybody should play it. It's really good to, uh, to play even with like, if somebody else is not controlling the controller, it's, it's fun to play like, and watch someone play. Um, so if you like pass the controller back and forth or whatever, it's also fun for that. Um, and it deals with a lot of like kind of, you know, serious things, the more serious things that artists and people who are creative deal with from depression to creative block to, uh, you know making sure like hey you know are you taking care of yourself like that's all these these kind of more serious themes within there um and it deals with it in a really cool clever fun way um that makes you kind of think and uh and, and learn a little bit more about creativity within yourself so anyway that's the best game uh, that i've played this year and it came out in 2021 so i had had to mention it Chicory. There's no violence. Chicory, a colorful tale. Is there violence? Well, so in some of the boss battles, because there are boss battles, and it's fantastic to, to to like figure out what types of mechanics boss battles with a paintbrush are. Um, and so, like, it comes down to like, hey, paint this eyeball like there's like uh, an eyeball which is like hey your inner critic or whatever it's like you know kind of represents some of those things and so like you have to paint the eyeball whenever it like pops up but then you like it shoots lasers out the funny thing about the boss battles is sometimes it turns into almost like a rhythm game too like where the music kind of like hits this epic like boss battle beat and like you know video gaminess and uh, so you have to switch colors like on beat and paint things on the the drops and things like that which is really cool Mm. it's a real good one it sounds very peaceful. It's, it is
1: Bes- besides these boss battles. Yeah. Besides
0: the boss battles. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's very fun to, uh, and relaxing to kind of just mosey around that world and, uh, and paint things. The colors like that you get, and the tools that you get to paint with are actually like really, really simple and straightforward. Like it, it's not like you have to paint like every single thing. Like you can get like a, just like, Microsoft Paint, like where you have like a little uh, a paint bucket, and it'll be like boop, and you paint all of the grass that color, and then it's like boop the trees, you know, and they paint this, color. and so like you can kind of quickly fill out the world in a uh, very colorful and pretty way. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Everybody should play. I, I also have the music on vinyl as well. I just I just recently got that, which is uh, is oh is that's awesome. cool. Soundtrack is great. If you uh, even if you don't play the game, listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack is fantastic as well. I feel like a great
1: soundtrack really just pushes a game to the next.
0: It really does like, when I think
1: back on like all my favorite games, they have a great soundtrack
0: right right. I feel like if if something doesn't have a good soundtrack, it really like it really has to work hard in other areas. yeah. moving to the next one. the best game where Mickey Mouse deals with depression. <laughs> I know what this one is it is it is Dreamlight Valley. We wanted to know if you played this one it's good <laughs> i like it it's such a good game um in the game like some of the characters have like disappeared and like mickey like has lost some of his memories and like and you bring back his memories and like but like he remembers like Minnie mouse and Minnie mouse is not around in fact like Minnie mouse is like it was so like spooky the first time because like i was like i cannot believe that 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 Disney has has allowed someone to do this with like, like these characters, because it's so it's kind of bold. Because like Mickey's like real upset and very like very sad that Minnie isn't there, and feels like you know some guilt over it, like and feels like depression about it, it's like, and he's like survivor's guilt. And he talks to you about it, like and it's not like it's not like in depth. It's not like you know it's not like something where you're like oh man I'm gonna have like epiphanies about this, but it's like it just the 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 boldness with which they have let Mickey mouse do these things and discuss these things is really, uh, really interesting. So you just gradually bring things back, but the first time like Minnie mouse appears as a ghost, <laughs> she's dead. Like <laughs> she's like, like I think she's like trapped in Like we we brought her back at this point, but like she's trapped in like this, this alternate dimension or like this nothingness. Right. But occasionally like she pops into the world And like on the map, you'll see her like pop in, and then like her like like ghost like form will be like just walking through the garden all of a sudden, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's Minnie Mouse. What is going on? So so she has so it's like existential crises. Yeah, and like (laughs) and like you know, and Mickey like at one point like comes and he's like, I think I saw her, and you're you're like, oh man. Uh, this is like this is this is tragic, and so yeah, and you gradually kind of like you know help out everybody and go on quests with all those characters. But it, it's a really fun game. It's like a uh, it's like a, a Stardew Valley esque kind of a of a of a what is it Harvest Moon? That's the uh, the kind of genre agricultural
1: like that... kind of Animal Crossing. I heard it was Animal Crossing with Disney characters. That's
0: right. That's and that's what it
1: feels like. like. You're trying to like. Build up like I I haven't played it, but I've seen videos on it like you're trying to like summon these characters to your world by like building houses and stuff that yep. would attract them. Yeah. And, like Merlin and stuff like that. And
0: like, you go into their, like into some characters, like worlds, like you go to like the frozen, uh, you know, you go into like over into the, like the, the enchanted forest and frozen Two, And like, you kind of like recruit Anna and Elsa. And like, you know, you bring them back and build houses for them back at your area. And they come and you know, visit and live there. And, uh, and you go on quests with them and stuff. It's so like, you, you know, these different characters, you kind of unlock these things. Um, And it's, it's real fun. It's, it's, it's a fun one to play with other people as well. Because like, as you're just kind of like doing this stuff, you're just, you're like, okay, well, you want to plant some, plant some tomatoes right now and then sell them for a massive profit. (laughs) And so you do that for a little while, like, uh, you know, two minutes. And then you go and like, you sell them to Goofy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you sell them to Goofy and and Goofy's like, you know, here's a bunch of money. (laughs) And then Scrooge McDuck comes over and he's like, Hey, you want to spend some of that money? You give it to me. (laughs) And then you talk to Moana and she's like, what is money? <laughs> you know. <there's... laughs> so yeah, like it's, so... it's, it's a, it's a weird game that I can't believe is made. And I, I, I love that it is like, they keep adding to it too. Like they had a, a winter event where you could like build snowmen and stuff like that. So yeah. I saw in one video,
1: like Mickey asks you to make him some crackers because Minnie used to make him
0: crackers. Yep. It is so sad. It is the saddest thing. Because he's like, you know what? You know what? I would love some crackers. (laughs) Because Minnie used to make me crackers. Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: It's like, brutal. He's been married to Minnie for, like, 80 years now.
0: Well, and then, like... <laughs> she okay. just dies
1: in this game. The
0: spoilers for this game. Like, if you're going to play it, go play it, because it's, it's really it's really unique and fun. I en- I enjoy my time with it, and, like, you know, I I, I want to... I haven't gotten back to it and I, like since the winter, like, event. Like, we tried that out. But, like, <laughs> Minnie, whenever she comes back, she doesn't remember Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's horrible (laughs) so they're like they're like getting to know each other all over again and like you're kind of like trying to like you know put them in situations where like it'll it like they'll be able to like like she'll remember (laughs) like where you're trying oh I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that one meal that you used to love and so I gotta get the recipe for that one meal that you used to love, and maybe it'll like trigger some memories to come back. And eventually it does, but it all works out. But like, <laughs> but for a minute there, you're like, man, this is like, this is a, little, this so is have, a lot, guys. This is heart wrenching, and, and you know, it's presented in you the have most the fifty
1: like, first states, mini <laughs> happy way. It's great. Uh, I wish you could get it to where like Goofy can steal her away. <laughs> you know, Max needs a stepmom or something. They
0: don't like they don't like play play into like a lot of like a lot of drama or anything like that, but yeah, but it, it definitely like deals with some things where you're like, man, this is like this is exactly how it would be if a bunch of people disappeared, you know, and and you're trying to gradually bring them back. So but yeah, stars you know, Dreamlight Valley is the best game where Mickey Mouse deals with depression this year. You know, next year that category gonna be filled filled by a different game. I think I might have one. Okay, go go for it.
1: Uh, the game with the least buttons needed. What you got? Uh, Vampire Survivor. I download. I just downloaded it to Xbox. Is it good? I got it on Steam Deck because it was like three bucks. I've heard it's free on phones now. Mm. I don't know how that works, but like, yeah, your your main input is just walking around. So, so like you're a dude or you can pick from a, a variety of dudes as you go on and you just move them around and you pick up power-ups and they just kind of shoot out of your dude at intervals. Like you'll have like interesting. Bibles that float around your dude in certain intervals and enemies come at you in like waves. Dude, that's interesting. You, it's like a, I guess it's a bullet hell. It's kind of interesting. So it's like a twin stick like, shooter.
0: This, without the without the other stick.
1: <laughs> yeah, without this, yeah, the other stick, just like stuff shoots out of you. Yeah. You pick up like you can pick up garlic which just like emanates as an aura from you and then you just walk near monsters and they die and I dig it's it. It's really dumb. It's really
0: dumb, but I've played it for like hours. I'm into it. I'll have to I'll have to try. I have it downloaded right now, but I I have not played it yet. So, yeah, that is the least number of inputs. Like Usually, like, you at least have, like, a, a, like, okay button on the other side, you know? Well, you do, like, you do, like, you pick up, like, a treasure chest, and then you
1: get, like, your next power-up. So you will have to select, like, oh, I want plus one to my garlic or something like that, you know, so. I dig it. I dig it.
0: So, the next category is the game with the most currencies of 2022. Is that also Dreamlight Valley? That is a Marvel snap on your phone. <laughs> oh, no. There is, uh, there's gold. There's uh, there's boosters. There's, um, uh, what is it? What is the other one? Credits. And now there are tokens. Credits and tokens. Yeah, yeah. Credits, credits tokens, boosters, and gold. And none of those are actual money. So... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. There's actual money that you pay for for those things. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Okay, they they are all actual money. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you buy the gold, but then the gold has to like it ha- it that transfers into some of the other currencies at uh, other exchange rates. And so, like, you essentially have to become like, if you wanna, if you do spend money, or like, whenever you like complete your daily quests or whatever, you get a certain amount of one type of currency. But say you don't want that currency, say you want a different currency or something, you can you can like finagle some things to like transfer it over to something else. And so, anyway, it's 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 got a lot going on, and they only just recently in, introduced tokens because i was like because they were like oh yeah here's how you unlock some specific cards and i was like sweet they're going to like do that with gold or whatever just you know just use one of the other currencies but no brand new currency have to earn that brand new currency so i love that game it's a great game but it has too many currencies <laughs> i wonder how like the math works out or like the
1: psychology they must have like done s- some kind of research and they're like yeah. do the exchange rates change
0: too between these things i don't think so I don't think so, but they change based on how much like how much you spend. Because like, if you buy like oh the the more expensive like pack of gold, you get bonus gold, you know. So it's like mm. if you spend like you know so say you spend ten bucks, you get like a thousand gold. But if you spend twenty bucks, you get twenty two hundred gold. So like you get just so like it all changes based on like how you got the gold. But if you buy the battle pass and the battle pass has like you know well more like a lot more than that as far as gold goes in it like it's worth way more gold than uh than if you just bought it outright then that gold you know you, just, you only spent ten dollars and you got a ton of that gold so but you have to earn it over time so i don't know it's it's just it's confusing and uh and it's done to confuse the consumer into spending more money and that's a bummer but it's a fantastic game too so <laughs>
1: and it's free yeah, i've heard everybody loves it
0: yeah, it's it's a blast. It's uh if you haven't played it, uh it's free. Give it a try. I was like super super like uh every moment of my my waking hours for like a week was like thought like I was like thinking about it. Like if I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't pl- playing it, I was like thinking about it like while working. I was like, "Oh man, I miss just- you know, Marvel snap. Maybe if I build my deck this way or that way or like whatever. But then like after after that first initial week, I was like, okay, cool. Now it's basically I just like play it every couple days, play it every you know, you know, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes uh here and there. Like it's it's really not not, you know, as uh as addictive uh now at this point. So anyway, give it a shot. Uh that was the game with the most currencies, and that game was Marvel. Snap. Um, then the last one for the games categories, we have the most cinematic game, but with pixels, and that goes to Live Alive, <laughs> which is a gorgeous game. It is, uh, it is all pixel art. It's like a 2D, 3D, where like you know you're basically watching uh, these like different kind of movies play out, whether it's the western movie or like the samurai movie or the uh, sci-fi. Sp- you know space movie um play out and you're playing through them but it's all pixel art in 2d pixel art in 3d kind of environments which is really cool and Um, it's like a
1: remake right like it was the precursor to chrono trigger yep and it only came out in japan that's right
0: and then this and one I
1: like planted the seeds for chrono trigger in some ways. Yeah. Right? It's
0: like, I, and that's the thing is like, I've never played all the way through Chrono Trigger, but the way that this is shaping up where it's like, you play through the different chapters in any order that you want. And at the end, it all culminates into like a final chapter where all the characters, all the main characters that you've played as before come together to, uh, to, you know, for the final chapter. And like, so far, like I've played through a co- like three of the chapters, and like it's it's really good, and uh, and I'm very into it. But supposedly, like that kind of like plays into h- how C- Chrono Trigger kind of shaped up, um, and that was the next game they developed right after uh, Live Alive.
1: I think they were doing Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VII at the same time. That blows my mind. And like they would borrow developers from each other, like that's awesome. So they'd like delay chrono trigger a little
0: bit and work on Final Fantasy VII. which by the way I'm super like I played through I played like I haven't finished Final Fantasy VII remake yet but I'm vi- like which is why I didn't you know I didn't mention it here in the list or anything but I played that this year and I uh, I will finish it this year before the second part comes out or whatever and that, that like, that's why I kind of like paused on it because I was like it, I didn't have motivation to like finish this story and then like wait a really long time for the for the next chapter of it. So anyway, so that's just something that, to mention. I feel like I'm like right near the end on that one.
1: And also this year. And uh, I didn't want it to end. I do that all the time. Like if I'll get close to the yeah. end and then I just don't want to finish it. But apparently I'm missing out on some like plot upheaval Ooh. by not finishing it.
0: Like there's changes from the original that's super interesting I, I I have not played the original and so like I I will finish this one and then like want to talk to you about it so maybe whenever I finish it I'll like I'll like incentivize you to finish it yeah I don't know how I'll ins- I'm trying to think of how I'll incentivize you to do that <laughs> I might have a
1: game award okay go for it I'm not even sure if this game came out this year it mm. may have doesn't matter so in, in February I got super addicted the most addictive game to me. I got super addicted to Nobody Saves the World,
0: dude. Yes, that game. I forgot that game came out. I was gonna do a. Uh, I was gonna do an award for it. I was gonna do like the most transformations that you can make. Most transformations, Yes. Because like you could be like a dragon in that thing. Like you can be like you can be a horse, which is a really like overpowered character. The horse is so awesome, and you. It's
1: hard to use though because your attack is behind you. Because you kick back. Yeah, your attack is, is only behind, but it's so OP. I loved, like, the magician because you could, like, summon rabbits. to. Yep. Like, I loved doing, like, all the different builds, and eventually you unlock the ability to use abilities from other build or from other transformations.
0: Yeah. Which I thought was really cool, because like you would, we would, it would incentivize me to like level up the abilities over on this other character, so then I can find, I can use it on a different character, you know. I had like a month off
1: from work when that started, when I started playing that, and it just basically ruined my month. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I went on a trip and I was playing like on Game Pass Cloud, like in the hotel, like at night.
0: <laughs> I'm like, is like, that's the thing is like that game, the way that they structured the challenges and the unlocks and things like that was so smart. Like, cause it, it really does like incentivize you to be like, okay, well, I'm going to use every single character and unlock every single ability. And if I'm being honest, like none of them were like duds, like none of them were not fun. I think a couple were, because I was pushing hard. I'm like,
1: I did not like the mermaid that much. Oh, okay. Well, I used the mermaid pretty frequently for a while there. Or the, or the turtle. I didn't like the mermaid or the turtle I that much. I didn't get the turtle ever. Oh,
0: I got all of them. I got them all, John. I was addicted. They- like, I, I, I also love, like, so the only reason I know that there's a dragon in that game is because, like, you can you can find the different nests. Oh. And I asked you what, like, because you put this egg, you basically become an egg And then you roll into the nest and like a bird comes and sits on you for half a second and then flies away. And it's like you have to like, if you find all the nests, it warms up the egg enough to hatch. Yeah, it levels up the egg every time you find a nest. Yeah, and I think you told me it was like a dragon. And so I was like, that is epic. So now they've got DLC for this game. What? You got to go back. So I've
1: been tempted. Yeah, I, I played it on Xbox. I want to play it on Steam Deck, but I don't want to, like, beat the game again. I don't want to, like... Yeah, you got to... I don't you, want to go through that, mm. like, months and weeks of... Because, like, the addictive part was getting the new transformations. For me, it would just be, like, a slog until... Right. I beat it again. Until you
0: caught back up. Yeah, because, like, basically, like, that's the... That's, like, the carrot at the end of the stick. And so, like, whenever... For me, whenever, like, if I unlocked all of those, I'd be like, well, I'm kind of done now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> interesting dude i uh I, that game is is really good so nobody saves the world like if, you, if anybody hasn't played that one is it's really fun it, it was i think it's on game pass still like so if you have game pass like get that like you go go check that out but it can't be that expensive on other things um i don't know if there's a switch version or not I, I, it, it would be perfect for switch though i like the vibe of it too it reminds me
1: of like the old super nintendo games where every, everything's kind of goofy
0: yeah like yeah. old
1: zelda games
0: yeah or like uh or like um, zombies ate my neighbors and stuff like that a little yeah a little a little bit of that
1: vibe too just like, like everything's kind of goofy and funny yeah it doesn't take itself seriously right right and like
0: it's like oh yeah you know that <laughs> that you know something that you could spin as like a really dark turn or something like that it's like it's played as like goofy and funny kind of like uh, uh you know nickelodeon shows back in the day yep um well cool so that wraps up our games of 2022 um awards um i I was looking at my list of games that i've played this year and i've played a lot of games like i've played like a decent amount of games enough to like talk about and and you know know feel like it was a unusually good year for games yeah for me and yet we didn't have like a few like a lot of big ones that were gonna happen got delayed to next year and so it's like i feel like it's like we know what like what were we going to do if all of those games had landed?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I had I had more fun playing games this year than I've had in a few years. Yeah. Maybe it's just cuz we've been playing online
0: a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or talking about it. Like it's always fun for me like yeah. where it's like, "Oh yeah, if I can talk to somebody about a game or whatever, like it's like, "Oh yeah, that's that. you know, it makes it enhances the uh the enjoyment for me. It's just like, you know, movies or whatever do. Um talking to other people about those things like always makes me uh makes me enjoy them uh, a little bit, a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I've just played a lot of games this year and it's like there, but there was still like a lot of games that came out that I haven't played enough of like Sonic frontiers or whatever. And it's just like, you know, I'll, I'll probably get to it eventually. And it'll eventually be the, the same award that Chicory got where it's like, Oh, this is the best game that if it would have come out this year, you know, it'll uh, it would have, would have been my top game, but it didn't. So Um, so moving into the last little bit, we don't have very much for TV and movies, but we have four different categories. Um, the first category in the TV, uh, section is the best sci-fi retro future office based television show is Severance. Have you, have you watched, you haven't watched
1: very much TV, have you? Which is fine. No, not this year. I don't know what I've been doing,
0: John. I, you're like, have you watched any TV? I'm like, not really. <laughs> You've played a decent amount of games, and like, I, you you said early on, you're like, I haven't played very many games, but then you're like, oh, I played this game I didn't talk to you about. I played that thing that I haven't talked I to you about. Played a little bit of a lot of games. <laughs> I bought I bought a lot of games. Yeah, well, I'm mean, play, playing them. Playing a little bit of a lot of games. Is still playing a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. TV. It's not like I'm working a lot. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I mean, but like, if if you uh, if you know, TV is one of those things that like, <sighs> I feel like some some television, like the television I'm going to talk about here, like it, it kind of requires like full attention, and so it's like it, it it is a little bit of a big ask because television, like they, they come in like even the shorter ep- seasons are like you know eight to twelve episodes, and it's like okay, that's that's a lot of time. Um, it's so, got to be Steam Deck compatible for me, like sure, sure. I got to be able to.
1: Be rocking the Steam Deck to play a little bit of every game. Yeah, yeah, and then still follow the plot.
0: Yeah, well, Severance is definitely a show that you you would probably want to watch, watch, watch. Because so if if you don't know the plot, the plot is that these people work in an office, but they have gone through a procedure that that separates their personality into their work personality, like their work memories and personality, and then their out of work personality. So uh, whenever they're out in the real world, they. don't, don't know what happened at work or who they are at work. And then whenever I they're in I work, do that. they don't know what's, what's happening outside. And so like, they'll, they'll come to work or whatever. And like, they'll have like a bruise or they'll have like a, you know, something wherever they leave work and they'll get like a notification of like, Hey, you know, you fell and hit your head on a, on a printer today at work. Here's a gift card <laughs> to compensate you for that. Um, and so yeah, so anyway, so like the whole whole thing is like about that and like what's going on at this this job and it's cuz it's like they're doing these uh, strange equations at the job that like you're like what what does this even mean? What is this like what's the what are they even doing there? And so they're trying to uh, un, you know kind of play with these two worlds and and uncover what's going on. So uh season 1 was fantastic. I am very interested in what's going to happen in season 2. So everyone should check out Severance if they uh if they think that sounds that sounds fun. Um, Do their personalities diverge? Yes and no. But like mm. in, in many cases, so like aside from the main character, you don't know what the other people's like personalities are outside of work. Okay. Like one person you kind of follow follow him like in work and out of work and his personality is a little bit different. Um, like based on whenever he's in work or out of work and like, but also like there's similarities and like in, and yeah, they try to, there's like moments where like somebody will try to like send a message to their person, like their other, their other side. And uh, that's super interesting. Like it's, it's, it's super fascinating. And, uh, and it's one of the coolest and most interesting sci-fi, but not like in space, um, concepts that I've seen delivered in a long time. Where are you watching this at? It is on Apple TV. So if you have like okay. any Apple subscription, you can just kind of watch it on your phone or whatever. But it's really good. Nice. It's it, – the the visuals are also really like cool because like the office inside is like this stark like white or off-white color. And so like it's really like visually striking um, to, to watch as well. So – I watched it all in like a couple of days, like once it finally like wrapped up. So um, everyone should check it out. Um, the next category, the best Lord of the Rings media of 2022. Hmm, <laughs> wonder what that is. <laughs> Chris would probably say it's the uh it's the book that came out. But he would, he's such a he's such a nerd just reading. Which it's funny cuz like the the show that that won this category, the best of Lord of the Rings media, which is Rings of Power covers like it, or is going to cover what's in that book. So like they released that book at the perfect time um because the show is eventually going to cover some of that stuff. So I watched like half of Rings of Power I enjoyed it, but I just didn't finish it. Just dropped off. Dude, it's really good. I enjoyed it. We watched it week to week. And every week, I was always going like, you know, every time a character would pop up, I'd be like, is that Sauron? You think it's Sauron? (laughs) Just... See, I never made it far enough to, like, get why everybody was
1: asking... (laughs) If everyone is Sauron, I'm like,
0: I just like, I just genuinely thought that like, that like that, that they would, they would sneak that in and you know, I'm not going to tell about anything within that show, like whether or not you even find out that maybe I'm going to be asking that during season two, um, (laughs) every, every new character that pops up, but it is, uh, it is a really good show and there's some really good, like Lord of the Rings kind of Things in there that like tie in with the uh, the books and the movies and everything, obviously, and so it's uh it it makes the list as the best Lord of the Rings media. A lot of people hated it, dude. A lot of people hated it. A lot of and didn't I didn't like really
1: it. get it. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a stand for Lord of the Rings. I read the books. I went and saw it like opening night yeah. when I was a kid. Like I watched the '70s, like The Hobbit. The Hobbit's the first novel I ever read. It's a good one. Like. And I enjoyed it. Apparently not enough to finish it.
0: I mean, but, yeah. uh, but like you didn't actively dislike it though.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't actively dislike it. I didn't really get the hate it was getting. I, I, I think people were expecting like Frodo and company or something. Y- I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess like, I, I the, like I'm going to disregard the, uh, the criticism that it got for like the diversity of the cast, because that's all nonsense. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, it's fantasy. But, like, like, So, like, I'll just write that off completely. But, like, the other people, like, the people that weren't upset about that, but, like, you know, were upset at the show, like, I don't, don't, like, I don't get it. Like, it's, that, I agree with you where I'm, like, this, it's fine. Like, it's, it's really, like, I enjoyed it. It's really good. Like, I don't understand why somebody would be, like, oh, this is not, not good somehow.
1: (laughs) Granted, I didn't read Silmarillion. So, maybe there's, like, vast changes from, maybe. I mean, they have to, though, for the, the format, right? Because, like, you know, you know like, the
0: the the original, like the Hobbit trilogy, or not Hobbit trilogy, the uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Peter Jackson's, like, there were drastic changes to that. <laughs> And I do remember coming out of the theater after two towers and and someone that we went with was very very upset about two towers because they like did something out of order that would be basically physically impossible to do like the they the frodo and Sam and and uh, went to the gates and they saw the uh, the ringwraiths, like leave the gates of whatever uh, town that was. like whatever whatever was it Brie Lair? that was no it it was in two towers so it's like uh as they were on their way the army was on its way to go fight like take out oh okay like they they saw that happen and it's like well that was so far away from where they actually went you know via a map in the book. they couldn't have like just bopped over there and back you know in that amount of time and it's like so those things have always been like there's always been those discrepancies with uh with the the show media, but like the changes that are made, I think are fine. They they work within the universe, and it's a uh, you know it's all for our enjoyment. So just kind my, of kind of sit back. My and enjoy beef it. with it was
1: like all the like, and a lot of shows do this now where they have like seven or eight different plots going. And you get, like, five minutes of each. Yep. And then, like, I just lose attention completely. I think that's what happened with Rings of Power for me.
0: There was, like, a couple episodes that, like, we didn't go back to the dwarves at all. And I was, like, looking forward to that. Where I was like, oh, man, let's find out what's happening with the dwarves. Because, like, that was a really cool thing that was going last episode. And there was a couple times where, like, you didn't visit everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, the one character, like, that, like, maybe – or the, like – because, like, I was into every storyline. But, like, if you were only into, like, half the storylines, it's possible that an episode just never went to those characters. Because there's so many spinning plates, it's like you can't put a, an episode of television out every time that features all the plates. And so, like, there's just, like, an episode or two that you might end up just feeling – um just like eh, I didn't have a reason to care about that episode if if you didn't like all the storyline yeah the dwarves and Elrond were probably my favorite plot line they ground the show which is funny because like the elves like so many times like just elves in general in any type of like high fantasy medium or media it seems like elves like are so disconnected from like humanity or the reality of like the and it's like but like their storyline and Elrond in particular was just like oh man this is super relatable. Like it's, it really took, took the elves and, and, uh, and dwarves and like really like grounded them in a cool way where like the fact that like the, the dwarves, like they don't live as long as the elves. And so like Elrond is like, Oh, you know, it's, it's not been that long since I've seen you, but then it's like, no, it's, it's 20 years. I've been living my, like I've, I've had a whole life, dude, you know? And, and then Elrond coming to terms and being like, yeah, that, that would be hard. And I apologize. (laughs) It's like that checks out. Yeah. So like, yeah, they made Elrond likable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and so I, yeah, anyway, I very much enjoyed that show. That show is, is really good. Um, I'm very much looking forward to season two and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's the cast is so good. There's, uh, the, the elf character Galadriel can't remember. Well, Galadriel. Yeah. Yeah. So her storyline is really good, but then like there's the other, wow, what's his name? Is he the one that like hooks up with the humans? Yes, like he's like he's like watching over all of the humans and things like that. Yeah, his um,
1: plot was interesting as well.
0: Yeah. And uh Aaron Deer, uh is is his name. It's it's uh uh Ishmael Cruz Cordova is the actor's name. But fantastic. All right, the favorite television show of 2022 is Andor. Star Wars, a fantastic show. It's, I don't know, everybody should watch Andor. Go watch Andor. It is, um, like, one of the best sci-fi things that I've seen in, in like, years. It's so good. Um, and the drama that is is in there uh, is really, really good as well. So, um, yeah, because, like, we also had Obi-Wan this year. And, like, Andor to me is, like, the standout where I'm like, man, that's the Star Wars thing. You know, that I that I liked the most this year. So um so yeah, favorite 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 TV show of the of 2022 was Andor. So I understand that Andor is like objectively
1: good. And I saw like a couple episodes of it. Did you
0: watch three? You kinda have but, to watch three episodes because the third episode like culminates the entire like the first two. Like I can tell
1: the acting is great, the plots gonna be interesting. It has all the, the
0: markers of a good show, right? Mm-hmm but I think Obi-Wan was so bad. See, I mean, I liked Obi-Wan. So like I get, but I, but I do like, if you didn't like the last thing that like, uh, or especially like last TV show or even last two TV shows that a a franchise like put out, it's like, well, why should I bother with this one? But truly like this one is just, it's different. Like it's completely different creative team. And so it's, and it has something to say. About society, politics, society, and like this author, like authoritarian empire that is that they, that like is star Wars. Um, so yeah, it has, it definitely has like a perspective and it has things to, to, to to wrap its story around that feel heavier and more powerful and meaningful than just like, hey, this is a cool adventure story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I just have
1: like franchise burnout. I'm having trouble getting into makes sense certain franchises just because like the last thing done mm-hmm. like put me off so much mm-hmm. that that I can't like I can't I can't be hurt again, John. I get like, it. I can't. I
0: get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's real good. It's real good. Everybody should watch it. You should watch it too, Cody. Um, Does
1: Boba Fett show up in his tidy
0: whiteies? No, no, not no. No one shows up. Like that's the thing is, like other than the uh, the senator, there is no other known character from Star Wars that kind of like pops their head in here. So it's a pretty isolated. Kind of. Yeah. They do like there's one other one. Forrest Whitaker's uh character from Rogue One shows up, but that's like that's like a such a minor character to Star Wars, you wouldn't like see his character and be like, oh yeah, that's totally a like that's totally totally you know, a Star Wars thing. It's just like he could be That also makes good. sense
1: though. Cause like aren't the Andor cast like Yeah Aren't those the characters that are in Rogue One? Yeah, they like they the go part?
0: see him in Rogue One for a reason and he's here you know this is kind of shows like hey where where how he ended up where he is in rogue one so rogue one was awesome
1: so maybe i'll give it another shot you
0: should because like i mean it starts off like the the whole first episode is like very kind of noir-esque and that whole first arc feels that way where it's like oh this is like a sci-fi noir kind of a thing and then yeah i got that and then after that you get into where it's like okay well this is like uh a very interesting kind of like wartime heist kind of a vibe right as far as the next arc goes and then the next arc is like a prison kind of an arc and then so yeah and then the next arc is kind of like a rebellion vibe so they kind of like it's not like it shifts tone or anything but it definitely is playing in the sandbox of sci-fi universes in a way that i have always wanted um star wars to play in like where it's like oh man just like do cool stories and just do them in this established kind of a uh, universe. And I'm, I'm down with it. Anyway, it's, it's a fantastic show. Favorite show of, uh, of 2022. Moving into the movie category. And we have the best buddy cop Batman. The Batman. <laughs> it's great. My number one Batman film of all time. I mean, it's it's a good sh- it's a good one, man. It's it's a uh, it's the best one. It's really good. And It stands up. Like I mean, obviously, like the uh, you know the Dark Knight and like the Christopher Nolan kind of you know movies. Like this takes a it takes you know this that concept and like turns it up a little bit. Like put turns up the kind of comic bookiness of it a little bit, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate
1: that too. I like it. The Christopher Nolan ones were too. Too gritty and trying to be realistic, yeah. which felt weird to me, because I grew up in the era of like the bat nipple, yep, like <laughs> kiss from a rose, like
0: yep. I mean, and like yeah, yeah, you, you, the bat dance. The thing is like having a, a live action Batman doesn't, doesn't require it to be like, what if Batman but real world, you know, <laughs> like, and so like, I appreciate that this one kind of goes in, in, you know, kind of bridges the gap between those kind of concepts of like, oh, this isn't like sheer comic bookiness, but it's also not just like realism for the sake of realism. So
1: I'm curious to see how fantastic they get with it. If they're
0: continuing this series, which I believe they are, I it's is it, with all the shakeups at, at Warner Brothers, I don't know at this point. Um, I know I
1: really hope they do. It's literally I know it's controversial, but like it is my favorite Batman movie they have come out with. I've like I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, like the uh, the interesting thing like about the um, the there they had like that show that they announced uh, for HBO Max. That was gonna be like a, oh the, like the penguin. It was yeah. It was gonna be like the penguin in there, but it was like the uh, as the villain, and the like it was gonna focus on Gotham City PD. Um, you know, more. And so like some, some key members of that department. So like, and like that sounded really cool, but I don't know how that's going to go because all the shakeups at at Warner Brothers and, and all that whole thing. And so then I also don't know at this point, whether or not the Batman two is being actively worked on by like Matt Reeves and stuff. Cause like Matt Reeves was also going to make the show. So I don't know. It's uh, we'll, you know, we'll see how this Batman universe goes because like everything is just up in the air over there at Warner Brothers. It seems yeah, if they do
1: make it, I'm curious: will it be more grounded, or will they go into the more fantastic kind of
0: stuff? Like, will Clayface be there? Poison Ivy. Dude, I would love a. I would like, love Poison Ivy to get to, to get into like onto screen again. You know, <laughs> that's great. I don't know how they. Could, I don't know how they could paint her like in this universe
1: because her powers are so fantastic. Right, like.
0: But that's kind of like what I want, you know. I want them to go there. I want them to be like, ah, yeah, this is this is this is the because uh, like even the on the in the graphic novels or in the comics, like Batman Year One, like or Batman Along Halloween, it's like you know she's in there, so <laughs> so yeah, she's in the, in the mix in there. So like let's bring that that level of uh, of comic bookiness into the into the, the films again. So
1: Mister Freeze, I could see them pulling oh, off, oh totally, like yeah. in a more realistic manner.
0: Yeah. Get Arnold or Schwarzenegger. plausible,
1: yeah. more plausible.
0: Yeah, get get Arnold back in. There. I love. it. <laughs> oh man, well that's the uh, that's the, that's the the awards. Like the best of 2022. Stay on target. You know that's that's what you got. The choices are all hyper specific, and uh, and it was
1: a good year. Oh, my award for most absent podcast host. <laughs> I would love to present to. Christopher Wright please come to the stage to accept your award oh he's not here oh weird <laughs> <That's>
0: so weird <laughs> so weird oh man well Cody thank you for joining me and uh and everybody happy happy new year I don't know how the outro goes because Chris always does that <laughs> that's it for this this week uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com On social at John Wright 777 and Chris Wright 250. And Cody is just out there in the world. And if you shout into the wind, maybe he'll hear your message and respond. Um, A (laughs) a
1: flock of birds will coalesce into my image and I'll appear before you. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) We're wearing a cloak made of those feathers. Yep. Um. that's it for this week oh uh, tell your friends about us uh, go review us on all the podcast services of choice and uh, that's it for this week I guess that's it for this year we'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target,
1: Target. Well, Chris couldn't even say bye for the year.